See you later, virginity. Hello and welcome. <laughs> I like that intro, so that worked out really well. Good day, good day. My name's Cam, and that's Tim. But I'm Tim, <laughs> and welcome to another episode of Charging Stallion presents News We Like. Hope you've had a good week. We have had a slightly longer week between episodes, and sorry for the delay on that. But that's pretty much because I had four teeth ripped out of my face and so I still couldn't talk and properly until pretty much yesterday. Right. <laughs> it was it, quite an experience. Not much you could do. Four mm. teeth out, eh? Yeah. Ugh. Yep, including it was five actually. I just haven't been brave enough to be honest with people about this. There was apparently a little baby tooth, just an extra baby tooth up inside one of the cavities. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> So freakish and so like, what's that movie where the people with the banjos are on canoes down the river? Like it just feels like um, deliverance kind of. Oh, yeah, like some like backwards hillbilly shit. Yeah, bro. <laughs> kind of, yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I had five teeth out and then um, just kind of sat, sat around at home in pain taking heaps of painkillers. Mm. Which is... Painkillers are a whole lot better to do when you're not in pain, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I also accidentally you- quit smoking because you're not supposed to – because I vape. Well, I quit vaping, I guess. I vape, but I've got nicotine in the vape. And they told me that if you keep doing that throughout the recovery, you'll get dry socket, yeah, which is right. infection. So I was like, okay, I won't do that. I'll buy nicotine patches. Bought the patches. I put a patch on for the first day. I was like, yeah, yeah, fine. And then I was like, well, maybe I should just take this opportunity to get like cut free from nicotine. Yeah. And it made the recovery period um, more interesting. Like I went yeah. through withdrawal as well as painful holes. You, you vape. Like you, you vape, you know, you don't just, you don't just have an occasional vape. You're a vaper. It's like a thousand puffs a day. Easily. Yeah. It's part of, it's it, people tied in with your personality. <laughs> One of your traits. What type it? of guy is Cam? <laughs> oh, vapor. <laughs> Do you reckon it's first? It's the first thing it's they mentioned. It's up there, bro. It's at least top three. <laughs> what am I now then? I don't know. I'm nothing. I'm a blank canvas. So if you've got a... You're um, still a doppelganger to, to, to many people around the world. Yeah. No, you've still got that, man. Yeah, true. Do you think those are the things people say about me? He's a vapor and a lot of people look like him. Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, how are you going? Good man, um, going well. Just uh, just jumped in and started uh, looking after a house. Um, oh, so yeah. I'm staying at um, at our friend's house, Dean, uh, who is who's part of Drunk Mums, great Melbourne band, and a good friend of ours. And looking after a couple of cats, man. Fletch man, who I used to live with for many years. Yeah, Fletch so, is your close mate. Yeah, we get along well. We I get along like real well. Often when I'm talking to you about my passionate love for Kittles, mm. the cat that you live with, you'll you'll combat that with, yeah, man, but 
Have you seen Flair? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, also love Kittles. Like, don't. Oh, we got a feline fine. Mm. We on uh, on is that on Instagram? On Instagram yep. at Fellini Feeny seventeen E's. <laughs> if you're looking for him. Um, yeah, and uh, it's not like it's not a competition, but if it was, <laughs> you think Fletch would be number one? I think he would be. Kittles is a great cat. He'd be up there, but he's very needy. <laughs> That's what makes him so lovable. He yeah. wants to hug even more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Kittles is Kittles is like a the dude running around a music festival on too much MDMA. That's how what would describe that cat's personality. Eh? <laughs> she is yeah. out of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but just wants wants heaps of love. Yeah, man, and just chills out. Like there's no other cat I've seen that rolls onto its back to get belly scratches and belly rubs. Like that's mm. some real puppy behaviour. It is. Yeah. It's odd. Yeah. But it's great. I'm all about it. What uh, a cat. It's been uh, a big week this cam, uh, this week cam in, in uh, podcast news. Mm. Uh, something incredible has happened. Uh, our good friend. Well, uh, the way both I, of them, both of them. The way that I put it is your mentor smoked weed with your hero. I know. Like how this, good is it, bro? It's worldwide news for, for the whole world, yeah. obviously, but I reckon mostly for you. It's very special to me. And we, and so, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Elon Musk, uh, who is, uh, the genius behind, uh, Tesla and SpaceX and the boring company, mm-hmm. um, went on the Joe Rogan, uh, podcast, uh, and and just spoke about life and the world and existence, dude. It was awesome. It was amazing. Uh, and we'd spoken about. I, I remember us having this conversation. Was and I said to you, I was like, I can't wait. It'll happen. Mm. Elon Musk get Elon Musk getting on the Rogan podcast, and it was everything that I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. I actually have a little soundbite. Yeah, from the show, and for those for those people that don't uh, that the, the, that aren't regular listeners to this podcast, Cam and I quite often talk about AI. We we quite often talk about uh, about you know what's going to happen in in the future mm-hmm. with uh, with 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 artificial intelligence and all all these different things, mm-hmm. and they talk about this. And I just wanted to really wanted to bring this bit up on the podcast. All right, sounds. That's, that communicates far more information than you can communicate with your thumbs. So what happened with you where you decided or you be, took on a more fatalistic attitude? Like what, was there any specific thing or was it just the inevitability of our future? I try to convince people to slow down, slow down AI, to regulate AI. This was futile, <laughs> bro. He is on. He's on my team. He's he's scared of the. He's scared of the of of, of all the of all the fucking robots as well, man. He's he, he goes on on. He's it was yeah. really good. If you haven't listened to it, please 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 jump on after this. <laughs> yeah, don't stop right now. Like we'll keep playing you the podcast through this one if you want. Don't go away. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, he's 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 convinced, man, that mm. that uh, it's 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 imminent that, that AI that, is going to replace us. That they're gonna that they're gonna take over and they're gonna do uh, what in in evolution to what we did to the to to the champs. Mm. You know, I guess we'll just be 
chilling out and they'll be... We'll be in zoos and robots will come look at us. Is that it? Maybe. I don't know, man. I don't know. But it's, it's, it's you know, this has made me even more paranoid about it, dude. Now that, now that my, my, you know, one of our heroes mm. is, uh, has, the same, has, the, has the same view on it as I do. Yeah. And his is way more educated than mine. <laughs> it was such a, an entertaining conversation to watch as well because that pause, even in that clip that you played, mm. that pause of Elon Musk thinking yeah. is terrifying because you know that he's so smart but he's scared of technology. Yeah. Um, it was so, like, cinematic. And in the conversation, Joe Rogan is, like, cracking up. He's like, oh, man, like, this could be in a movie trailer yeah. for, like, Terminator. <laughs> 100%, man. But it's, it's you know, it's 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 real life. The, the um, yeah, it was, um, it was a really good... Uh, podcast to listen to, and he's just a he's just an an an, an amazing human, you know. And uh, it was uh, it was enjoyable, mate. And it definitely ticked all the boxes that I thought it was going to tick. It was a great it was a great little thing. I I was able to enjoy this way. The flip side of it all is that Elon Musk smoking weed has become a meme, and people are. Like having yeah. a real laugh at his expense. So okay, so when when you go back and watch this bit, right? Mm, yeah. I'm somebody that smokes smokes a fair bit of weed. Really? And and really. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and on like in that weed community, there's a lot of people that you got to roll things the right way. You got to smoke things the right way. You know, they're the they're the kind of like what wine snobs would be the of but of the weed world. You mm. know what I mean? And so. When he when he uh, takes a hit on the on 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 the on the joint, mm. he kind of it goes in his mouth and he kind of just it just the smoke goes like straight out of his mouth straight away. But he wasn't saying I'm going to get high. He hadn't smoked a blunt before, which is um, through like with the um, like tobacco paper on the outside and weed. On the inside, oh yeah, and so um, which I think that's what it's called. I just I just fucking smoke shitty little joints that I roll up like a cigarette. You know, mm. I mean, I'm not I'm not that into the whole big side of yeah. of it. But he copped it for that. But he was just tasting it. <laughs> you know, it was kind of like, it was kind of like going off at someone if, uh, for being at a vineyard and they taste the wine but spit the wine out because they don't want to get fucked up. Yeah, like I get it, I get it, but. It became such a big deal, and all the and all the stocks crashed. Um, well, didn't crash, but they all like the the value of Tesla yeah. went down nine percent. Crazy. After he smoked weed on camera. I know. Um, and I think it was just unfortunate. This is the face. I'm just going to show you a photo of the face he made when he did inhale. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's a big part of the reason it became a meme and went worldwide. And people are putting quotes over it, like uh, the average number number of hands per is actually less than two, like kind of fake wisdom that you think you're coming up with when you're smoking weed with that Elon Musk face. That's great. But, yeah, that's one of the one of the effects that it had for him going on the show. I think the, the other thing that I really liked about it was that um, the reason I thought this conversation was so important for, um, when, when for society right now mm. is that not only does it, sort of give an insight to someone who's already cemented themselves as one of the best brains in in in, in Elon Musk and all the things that he's that, that he's done and trying to change in the world for the better. Mm. I think it really cements Joe Rogan as 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 um one of the best interviewers um 
uh, in the world. And I think this this was a really big episode for him, mm. you know, because he's he's getting this person on who's probably the most interesting person in the world and he's get, just getting on, on a podcast. He started in his living room. I think that's a really fucking cool thing. Yeah. And it just made, I just looking at that side of it, I just thought that's fucking awesome yeah, man. that he did that. Yeah. That he went out and he started fucking podcasting in his living room and he just has the, the, the sort of most sought-after personality mm-hmm. in the world. And yeah. I think that it's I think that's a real crazy thing. Yeah, man. Crazy. Well, if you hate Joe Rogan, you would have hated that last 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but now we're gonna jump into some news stories. Cool, cool. So what's been happening in the world, Timmy, apart from that? All right, man. So the headline is Um Local mayor forbids people to go into the sea after creature tried to rub against swimmers. <laughs> <laughs> and they say creature, it's a dolphin. So um, a, a mayor on France's Brittany coast uh, took the rare step of banning swimmers for several days after a so- solitary frisky dolphin tried to get too close to bathers. Calling people, I hated how people call people, it's, uh, is it a European thing calling them bathers? Like when like swimmers, like people in the... It, it just makes it sound like in a bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's weird. The, the bathers. At the yeah, beach. look at those bathers. Yeah. Like, go home and get some hot water. <laughs> Scrub yourself up real good. Yeah, use some products, not just salt. Um, Roger Lars is the name of the is 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 the mayor's name, which um, I find really weird because Roger Lars doesn't kind of sound like a French person. Roger Lars mm. sounds like a kind of like a hillbilly, <laughs> like an American hill. Roger Lars, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So Roger Lars decided <laughs> last week that it was safest to ban swimming and diving on the coast, uh, where the overfriendly dolphin had been spotted. Uh, he banned anyone getting closer than fifty meters um, to 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 the dolphin, uh, nicknamed Zafar. I don't know if that's a weird sex pun, but. Yeah, probably. So, so there's a bit of a a, um, a a rapey dolphin on the on the beach. Look, I like I like that. Um, I like it when I hear stories about people running running areas and mm. taking the approach of going, "All right, let's just leave." Let's look. It's a, it's a problem. I'm not saying that it's not a problem. <laughs> But let's just leave it alone for a little bit. Hopefully it'll just go away. So Western society, man, like Western society talking more like America and definitely Australia and 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 um, approaching those kind of things is is like we've got to either move the dolphin or kill it or you know what I mean? Like it's always it's always so aggressive. I love I love the approach of let's just chill. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just let's just chill on it, and hopefully it goes away. Hopefully it finds another dolphin. Yeah. Gets it out of its system. Yeah. And then everyone's happy. I like that attitude towards dealing with things. Yeah. Rather than everyone, the, it seems to be in society now that everyone has this, this attitude where things have to be fixed straight away and mm. whatever whatever needs to be done needs to be done. Yeah. Nah, man, just chill. Yeah, just don't <laughs> bathe at home. Yeah. Let the dolphin do its thing. <laughs> you dumb bathers. <laughs> And get a better name. Like, yeah, it sounds like it sounds like the worst gag ever. The bathers, <laughs> <laughs> like the least intimidating gag of all time. Tinder reveals the most right swiped job titles. So there are some jobs on Tinder that are considered more attractive than others, 
And Tinder has recently revealed the 10 most right-swiped jobs for men and women. Life-saving professions are the most popular, but a couple of the others might surprise you. So some of the top job titles that females get swiped right for are nutritionist, radiographer, interior designer, but the top three for females are nurse, cabin crew, and lifeguard. And the top three job titles <laughs> for males are firefighter, primary teacher, and paramedic. Ah, uh, yeah. The the female one, you just really see how kind of like dirty guys are. They're all porn based things. Like the naughty nurse, the what was the what was the other one? The cabin crew. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> And what was the other one? Uh, lifeguard. 100%. So beach photos. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, and and the, the guys won the top one, firefighter. Uh, Look, firefighter, primary teacher, and paramedic. Yeah, I can't. It's it's definitely been imprinted in our brains that if, you know, if you have a chance to be with a firefighter, mm. you're, you're, you're swiping. Is it right when you're to yes? Right as a yes. yes. Yeah, you're swiping right. Yeah, exactly, man. Um, I couldn't find, couldn't find my job title on there. <laughs> a little let down, but um, yeah. I have a different job title on each of the dating apps. <laughs> got a, not, in a, not in a like lying way. A little shady. It's, like, <laughs> it's not like it, it's not like it's business analyst on Bumble and then like, I don't know, uh, builder on Tinder. <laughs> it's just that I don't really know what to call mm. myself like my job title for my the thing that gets me the most money is content strategist but i sometimes feel like i should put like videographer or editor yeah. or actor because those are the things that i that i care about that yeah. i do that i sometimes get money for exactly so that's if, my if dilemma you put the strategist thing on there um mm. it kind of makes you seem a lot more businessy than, than yeah. you actually are in real life than you that you you know what i mean exactly and you only get like half a second mm. to give them an idea of yourself so that's if you've seen me on these apps that's why i have a different identity on <laughs> each of them <laughs> because i'm having an identity crisis it's nothing to do with me trying to really be dishonest Covered up, you reckon? <laughs> Pole Dancing Act welcomes children and parents back to school in China. So <laughs> let me. I've got to let that, all of that sink in, man. I feel like I had like three quick meals from different yeah. countries. Okay. Pole Dancing Act welcomes children and parents back to school in China. <laughs> nah, it's still, it's still a lot to take in. What, what do you think it is? What do you think? I feel like. Um, the school holidays are over yeah. and instead of having like a salute the flag as a nation, they just ripped the flag off and had some lady squirm around the flag and everyone kind of salutes her. Is it that sort Not of thing? too far off, oh, bro. Right. <laughs> um, children as young as three watched a pole dancer perform at a back-to-school event at a kindergarten in China. Oh, wow. real weird, bro. So parents attending the back-to-school ceremony at the kindergarten uh, was shocked when a pole dancer took to the stage and began performing. The woman wearing black shorts and a black crop top can be seen in the video running her hands over her thigh before <laughs> swiveling around a flagpole. You're so close, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely hadn't read this news story as well. Like, that was a stab in the dark. Small children and parents can be seen watching and standing next to the stage during the performance. Uh, 
the journalist uh, that was there said it was crazy. We're trying to get them out of there and and, and get out get our tuition back. Uh, said uh, the journalist from after talking to a lot of the parents there. Um, it's 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 a bizarre it's a bizarre thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> However, the event coordinator and is for that. They should maybe have a little talking to from the boss. I think that look, there's um. I don't think it's like a constant ban from kids. Like I think you should be able to do a job again, but mm. you should probably get fired from that one. The event coordinator, the, whoever's in charge. Yeah, there. yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not. It's not so bad that look. Some people are just fucking weird, bro. And some people are like, oh, you know, uh, lots of you don't know what their what their um, train of thought would have been leading up to this. They could have mm. been like. Oh, heaps of mums are going to pole dancing classes now. I spoke to a few of the mums that that actually come to the come to the school, and they're actually going to pole mm. dancing classes. It's quite cool, don't you think? It's very hip. We're going to get a pole dancer to come in and 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 perform in front of the the <laughs> children when they come back. You know? Yeah, bro. Yeah, because I see that side of it. Like I understand that yeah. it, it can be non the pole dancing doesn't have to be like a sexual thing. She slapped. She thigh slapped low. As soon as you hit the thighs, man, that's where that's where it changes. I think it even said gl- glide. Like, it, <laughs> like she glided her hand. Over. Did she or did I just imagine? Um, <laughs> can slid. we see in the video running her hands over her thighs before? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> before swiveling. Swiveling is a great way to describe it. So swiveling around a flagpole. Mm. I think um, the the. Although I do kind of see that the event coordinator or whoever organised that, she is probably the person. <laughs> okay. So she's, <laughs> yeah, she's doing the, I'm watching the video of it now and she's definitely getting, going all in. It's The, the, the issue is, the issue is that it's, look, if, if someone was up there just doing cool tricks and shit around around a pole, you'd be like, oh, that's cool. It's kind of like a gymnastics thing. Kind of mm. weird that it's a pole because it's kind of like pole dancing, but it's them doing like strength things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when people can do that vertical, like that horizontal thing on a, on a pole. And Where it looks their, like they're hanging. Yeah. Like they're going sideways. Yeah. yeah. Like that would be cool. I'd be yep. like, oh, that's cool. It's like a gymnastics thing. Yep. And not make, but she is dressed in a sexual way and she's moving. That's the biggest that's the thing. thing. Yeah. The movements. Like it's a, a, the movement of the walk would be the audio equivalent of that walk would be <laughs> like that's how her that's how her yeah, hip, like your facial expression that was great that's how her <laughs> hips if her hips had a voice her hips would be like this <laughs> <laughs> and what should your hips be if you're if like if, if it was like if, if you if were you're performing a, for yeah. three-year-olds your hips should be yeah. more like that's more either way either way it kind of you can take it either way i guess but the first one the first one definitely is a no no yeah that's, that's no, not no. for kids no and i think that part of the blame like blame feels like a heavy word to chuck around but i feel like the pole dancer should have been like oh whoa i did not expect kids to be in the audience um maybe i'll just like bop my head and yeah. change the dance a little but she just went no, I've trained for this. I do this four nights a week and I'm loaded because of it. 
they're getting the full experience. I gotta respect her. Like, I'm, the issue, my issue isn't with her. She got, she got paid to do a job. And she fucking did it, bro. You know what <laughs> really? I mean? You reckon she's sweet? I reckon she's out. She's out. She's fine. She's getting paid. They know, like, she, she signed up to do a fucking pole dance, and she came and she did a pole dance. You know what I mean? And you reckon she shouldn't have to edit it. She shouldn't have to change it up when she looked out and saw no, kids. No, it's on, it's on the people. It's on the people planning that shit, bro. If you're putting together an event and that's that all falls on you, on, on the entertainment you have falls on the person planning it. The entertainers is doing their thing. It's like telling a, it's like telling a punk musician to go play some folk tunes. Nah. You're or trying to give them an acoustic guitar at the last minute. Like, nah. hey, actually, there's some people in the audience who only like U2 and Coldplay. Yeah. A little difference when you have kids. <laughs> like the kid factor in there is, I get that. I get mm. that part of it. But nah, solidarity, I stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> a kid's song in the UK is in the top 40 music charts. So this is a song called Baby Shark. Have you ever heard of this song? No. So this song is about a family of sharks going out somewhere together. The song itself has been around for a while. It was originally a South Korean nursery rhyme. And uh, that's a beautiful track, but I don't know. That's oh, not, sorry, that's bro. Right. <laughs> oh, that was from the pole dancing video. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's some very music to go with it. That was the music by what she was dancing to. <laughs> oh, dude, that's too good. Um, so this song's called Baby Shark. It's in the top 40. It's like, it's kind of rare that a kid's song gets in the top 40 pop music uh, charts anywhere, but it's got over 1.6 billion views on the video on YouTube. And I'm just going to play you this song for a little bit to give you an idea of 1.6 billion. Billion. So, yeah, it's one of the most viewed videos of all time. Wow. And I'm just going to give you an idea what, how this got so popular. This isn't the catchy bit. So you pretty much get the idea. But uh, basically, <laughs> the, a year ago in the UK, they decided to take into consideration how many video views a song had. So yep. until a year ago, it was only about how many online streams a song had. Mm -hmm. And now this is the first time that they've changed the system and now they've had to include this kid's song into the top 40 because of how many video views it has. Yeah. So it's been such a massive hit with like that amount of views that it also has a bunch of other songwriters trying to kind of cash in on the tune. Right. Now this is a song. Any from, names? Uh, yeah. The, the, here's a, one of the rip-off songs. So people are creating their own versions of the songs. This song is called um, Eating Sugar 
Yes, Papa. <laughs> it's by an Indian songwriter. I don't have his name. Johnny That's great. I like it. I actually saw the Johnny Johnny version before I ever saw Baby Shark. But the Johnny Johnny version um, has been hit with a copyright claim and it is so hard to find what I just played you on. Oh, really? They've ripped almost every version off the internet, the Baby Shark people, because they're like, whoa, like we made they've become this. An, they've become like a fucking empire now. They're, t- yeah. they're terrible people down. Yeah, man. <laughs> so if you're thinking of writing a jingle or a kid's tune, do not use that uh, melody because you'll get in trouble with the Baby Shark people. Because I saw a, a picture on uh, Facebook recently mm-hmm. and it was someone with a tattoo that was a shark mm. and then after it said, baby shark, do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah, right. And and there, it was this chick that got this tattoo in Asia and she goes, I fucked up. And on her forearm there's a shark and it says, baby shark, do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> <laughs> it's massive. Yeah. Yeah. What was your interpretation of that when you had no idea about the song? What did you think? It's still funny regardless. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, it's it's it's, it's still funny because it's, 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 you just think, That's, you did. Yeah. You did fuck up. <laughs> but it's fucking hilarious, so yeah. who cares? Exactly. I, I think you look back on a tattoo like that and think I had a fucking sick time mm-hmm. and it's funny. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Thousands of fish dropped out of planes to restore remote lakes. Uh, this is actually epic. Here's a photo of um, what they do. So oh. it's like a plane full of uh, water and fish mm. and they just, excuse me, they just open up the the Bombay doors mm-hmm. and just drop them over lakes. <laughs> and they just land in the lake and start their new life. Yeah, bro. What a stressful, <laughs> like, couple of hours in the lead up, though. Like, they must, those fish must be thinking, oh, my gonna, oh, my gonna, I've been caught, I'm going to be eaten by somebody, and then, okay, I'm skydiving, that's what this feels like. Okay, this is my new life. Like, what a yeah. relief when you finally hit the lake. Hard out. So uh, wildlife officials in Utah have released footage of how they restocked their remote mountain lakes with fish by dropping them out of aeroplanes. In the video shared by uh, the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources, trout can be seen spilling from the bottom of an aircraft into the in a billowing stream of water. Falling through the air into the lake below, uh, the DWR, uh, Division of Wildlife Resources, claim that at least 95% of the animals survive due to their small size. Okay. So it's, it, it seems that they, they, they've come out and said that it's uh, super successful. Yeah. Um, now they're doing uh, more than 200 of Utah's remote mountain lakes. Um, they're stocking them up every year using this method. Uh, chucking them in. Just dropping them in, dude. It's yeah. like, look. <laughs> Ninety five percent is a good amount. It's it's a good amount. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and they're stocking up these because uh, obviously you got the you got the bears and you got all these other animals that rely on the fish being there. Uh-huh. And if it's been a, a shitty year and there's not as many fish, they can just go all right. Well, let's get some and mm-hmm. help out the wildlife or just 
dropping them in. Yeah. Do you reckon there's some pre-existing fish in the lake who weren't dropped in from the plane who are kind of like, um, oh, we're full, like kind of have... <laughs> Have, have yeah. a kind of yes, bro. 100%. A territorial attitude about it. Like, I've been here, I've been here since my granddad's granddad <laughs> a week ago. <laughs> Are you coming here to eating all the seaweed and taking my fish job? Bro, 100%. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's a. It seems to be a good way to uh, to to stock up. Yeah, uh, to stock up their 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 fish air, and uh, it seems to be working really well. So I'm so I say good on Utah. Ninety five percent is good, man. That's mm. that's enough that you go. All right, they seem to be doing sweet. Let's keep doing it. One because mm. it's working. Two, it's fucking cool. It's good to look at. Yeah, it's great to look at. Yeah. It's a cool thing to do. I'd love to be going for a nature walk and then just see thousands of fish falling from the sky. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Hundred percent. Make it way more memorable. It'd so, be awesome. yeah, keep doing that. New study reveals the ways that people try to stop themselves from cheating on their partner. Researchers at the University of New Brunswick asked three hundred and sixty-two people in relationships how they resisted temptations to cheat while in a relationship. Here's the top three ways. So, if you're listening and you're like, "Oh, it's so tempting," can I have a mm. guess? So the, the, yeah. the top three ways mm-hmm. uh, to to not cheat in a mm-hmm. relationship um, is one of them masturbate. It's not, but it, do you want me to add that as a number four? You, that is a little, number four a because here's the thing. If, here's, the, here's the thing. If you're like a 50-year-old man you, or a woman, you've been in a relationship for a long time. Maybe you both have to travel for work. You're you're in you're in. Uh, <laughs> just it's, we got with we got long. You're you're over maybe in Thailand. Um, she's, she's, uh, she, she's over in, in, uh, Tokyo, can't get to each other, you know, and, uh, you go out, you have a really good night. You, you probably drink a bit too much. You haven't seen someone for a little bit. Uh, you're, you're a significant other and you think, oh, this person's showing me affection. Like this is, you know, if I was single, mm. you know, um, but instead of cheating on someone, just go home and masturbate. There it is. <laughs> It's true though, bro. I think it's a decent way to 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 just just go. And then, look, if you still want to do it after you masturbate, then you probably need to not be in that relationship anymore. Okay, so it's like a clear your head type of mm-hmm. type of thing. Like, yeah. at least try that. Yeah, and then if but that, don't do it like in the bathroom at the dinner or something. Make sure you go, go home, home. Go home or go home to the hotel, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But in a safe safe space, respect other people about it. Don't do it in public. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's fair. Oh, I will add that as the number four. Thanks, bro. Number four, Wayne, <laughs> go home and masturbate. <clears throat> uh, number three is called derogation of the temptation, which is a little overboard. I don't even know what uh, derogation basically means uh, make yourself feel guilty every time you think about this person. <laughs> So every that's some Jesus. So you train right your mind every time you're fantasizing about that person. Train yourself to feel guilty and gross. 
this is from uh, Matthew chapter four. <laughs> it, is, it feels very biblical. Even the word derogation, I don't know if I've seen anywhere. Uh, number two <laughs> method to stop yourself from wanting to cheat is proactive avoidance. These people said that the way that they stopped themselves from cheating was just to make sure never to be around the tempting person, which doesn't seem like the best way. I think you've got an issue bigger than the person. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. Uh, and the number one way that people said that they stopped themselves from cheating on their partner was relationship enhancement, which is a ploy that includes things like taking your partner on a date, making an extra effort with their with your appearance when you're around them, and having more sex with them. Oh, so hang on, hang on. So their their number one. So they're telling you, or is this, or is this like a, or is this, or is this a poll? Uh, this was a survey that the university okay. did with 362 people. Well, they see, my whole thing with it is that that number one answer is mm. just the number one answer is being a good relationship. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's 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 that's that's all that is. You you're, you're sleeping together, you're hanging out together, and you're trying to make look, an effort. Make an effort. Yeah. <laughs> You could just say, "Don't be a shit cunt in a relationship." You know what I mean? Be a good, be a good person. That's the best way to fix your relationship. Don't be shit. But the scientists who put together the study—if they had got all this funding from the government and then they had worded it like that—the government will be like, "We are never giving you money again." Yeah, (laughs) no way. So they had to be like, "Okay, it's a relationship enhancement." They they had to make it sound fancy. See, my whole thing is like when I was picturing that, the reason I went down the masturbation road Mm. was because I was thinking. That they were surveyed people out on the piss, you know what I mean? Out on the people, like you're 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 already you're in that situation. What do you do mm. in that situation? I think that's a more interesting study. Yeah, yeah. For what sure. what do you do when you have those feelings? Have you had them before? What did you do, and what was the result? It's a way more interesting study. Yeah. Like, what did you do in that ten minute window when the person you attempted by said? Yo, you want to go? And no one was watching. Yeah. What did you do to stop yourself then? What did you say? What did you think? Yeah. What did you go home and do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you went home and did something. You sure as fuck went home and did something. <laughs> All right. Um, have you got any send-ins this way? Yeah. I've got a double whammy. I've got two send-ins. All right, cool. Well, I got, I got one. So do you want to start her off and I'll chuck one in the middle? Yeah, sweet, man. So both of these send-ins come from Stallion Obi-Wan Pierogi. Here's the first one. A local fishmonger has been shut down for using plastic googly eyes on his fish to make them look fresher. Bro, this was also sent in by Stallion Matthew Peters. Oh, and nice. the same story. How good is this, bro? Keep going, keep going. I'll, I'll jump in. Uh, so basically a fishmonger would have <laughs> his fish that were starting to go off and their eyes would look a little bit yellow. And he knew that people didn't love to buy those ones, so he just took it upon himself to come up with a genius idea of buying those plastic googly eyes and sticking them over the fish's real rotten eyes and getting people to pay for them because they looked healthier. I reckon a little cartoony, like... Yeah, but, for sure. But I guess from at a glance, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that one looks a bit better. So um, there was a statement out um, saying that the uh, Kuwaiti... Kuwaiti? Yeah. Kuwaiti. 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 The Kuwaiti police have uh, shut down a fish store that was sticking googly eyes on fish to make them appear more fresh than they are. Now, I don't think that that's fair. I don't think that's fair. I, I think that you could, if I was, if say, if I was a the the uh, person running that fish market, right? Mm-hmm. What I would say is just go look. It looks nicer. 
when we put the put the plastic eyes on it. Mm-hmm. So we do it. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like it's like shutting someone down because they put a ribbon on a box. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you're on his side. I'm on their side, man. Look, if you're going to be a little bit, a little bit nifty, like don't go to. Obviously, if the fish is shit, it's going to smell and stuff. If you want to make it look a bit nicer, and you've got an angle that no one's worked for, you shouldn't be punished for working an angle that no one else has thought about. Yeah, <laughs> you reckon he's being a bit nifty? Look, if someone said to, if someone went up to him and said, "Are they the fishes realized?" and he lied and said, "Yeah, they're the realized," then you'd have a problem. Yeah. But if he just does a little thing where he puts googlers on, then you go home and like, "Oh, this fish has googly eyes on it. That's weird." <laughs> but that's just what that's his part step. of the packaging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think. Look, it was almost definitely doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. But I think that you need to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And I don't think that he should have been shut down for that. The funniest is that the rival fishmongers. Was the fish off though? Because I couldn't see in the in the article. Not off as in like you'd get sick from yeah, eating it. Then fine. Yeah. Like then you could fine. still eat it. Yeah. yeah. Rival fishmongers in the area responded after he got caught out and banned <clears throat> by making posters for their own fish where they proudly announced that their fish were for sale and were free of cosmetic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a little bit snarky. A little bit lame of a joke too, but funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so the second send-in story from Stallion Obi-Wan Pierogi again. A chef in Perth is in trouble for using pet food in his creations. An Indian restaurant has been fined for preparing uh, for preparing pet meat in their kitchen. Oof. They say that the also oh, uh, when I say pet meat, I mean like uh, cat food from a can, not yeah. not a chopped up pet. Yeah. They say that the pet food was never served to customers. Uh, health inspectors did a surprise walk into the restaurant just as the mm-hmm. chef was preparing the meat. The restaurant called Cafe America says the head chef couldn't read English with the box labeled pet meat. The restaurant claimed that the salesman they bought the meat from put it in a bag. <clears throat> labelled pet meat to avoid tighter regulations. The business was fined 12 grand for failing to prevent pet meat being handled where food was sold. I reckon they're so lying and covering themselves. Like their version of the events <laughs> is that for the first time that they were ever going to use this meat, the health inspector walked in and they had never served this meat and they were like, oh, no, sorry, we were just about to serve it for the first time and we just didn't read the label. And then they also also stuffed it yeah. up by coming up with, the, a second excuse saying um, that they were sold it by a guy who labelled it purposely pet meat to avoid regulations. Like both of those excuses contradict each other. Look, could could it happen? Probably, maybe. Not probably. Is it possible? Yeah. Hmm. Is it more probable that they're just fucking dodgy? <laughs> Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't eat there. Where were you? Name and shame. Where is this place? <laughs> they use that. Yeah, you're allowed to name and shame if they're going that bad. Yeah, man. They're called Cafe America. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Can't believe we didn't use that beforehand. <laughs> in uh, in Perth. Cafe America. Cafe America. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that that's the end of uh, that's the end of our uh, send-ins for the 
for the week now. Um, please send in any news stories that you have uh, to, if you want uh, myself, Tim, to uh, read them out, send them to the Stallion Facebook page. If you would like Cam to read them out on the podcast, please send them to the Instagram account. We are playing a show at Last Chance Rock and Roll Bar on September 29th, which is the grand final night. If you like footy, then you will know what date and time that is. It's 8 p.m. We're playing after the game is over. It's 10 bucks. We're playing with Undercover Crops, Girl Germs, and the Gerties. Yeah, man, good line. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that show. And, uh, yeah, it'll be a good day. Last chance for a great bar. And um, they also uh, will be putting on the footy there earlier on in the afternoon if you're looking for a place to watch it as well. We'll probably get down there at some point in the afternoon, so come and hang out and we'll just have some beers and play the show later on. It should be good. Now, I've got a good news story for you, Cam. Mm. Uh, the headline is, Nurse discovers new doctor is premature baby she cared for 28 years ago. So she cared for this for for this for this man mm. and then 28 years later he becomes a doctor at the same um uh children's hospital looking for looking after premature babies as well nice it's beautiful I'm rolling high through the sapphire sky keep the grave small that doctor's name it's a circle of life, Cam, with Elton John. It's a great circle of life, my friend. We've gone from a baby dying and a nurse taking care of this child to him growing up and taking care of the same premature babies at the same hospital. It's beautiful. It is. Sing it, Elton. <laughs> We are wearing the scrubs, <laughs> but yeah, man, it's um, it's a it's it's a beautiful story. Um, so, uh, um, Vilma Wong uh, was the primary nurse uh, twenty eight years ago, and uh, she still is there at, um, at at the hospital. And um, uh, the the doctor, um, his name's Brandon. He um, he was a baby there, and she looked after him, man, and she uh, she nursed him. Um, back to health when he was a little premi baby and he mm. grew up and became a doctor and uh, works at the same hospital with her that she still works at, the same hospital that, um, that, that saved his life and he's doing the same now for premature babies. And it's just a fucking cool story about... It must be a good booster for her as well when she yeah. like looks around and knows that one of her colleagues is somebody that she had put the effort in to keep alive. Bro, wild. Yeah. Almost brings me to tears, man. It's a real fucking beautiful thing. Um, and I think that um, it's I, – I, I really do love when you um, hear stories about people dedicating their lives um, for, for kids, man, and especially mm. sick kids. And it's, and it's also it's, – it's always something that, that makes you feel um, very upset when you see young kids and they're sick and when you hear a great story like this and you see people dedicating their lives to it. It makes you real stoked that there's people like that in the world, eh? Absolutely, man. All right. Well, uh, that brings us to a, to an uh, a, another the end of another podcast. Thanks so much for listening. You've uh, been great company. We uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be back again uh, back again this week. So uh, we're we're coming we're coming back at you again this week. So uh, keep those ears ready. And uh, my name is Tim. My name's Cam. 
We are Charging Stallion. And this show is called Charging Stallion Presents News We Like. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> Somehow made it even more wordy. <laughs> Hungry Jacks proudly sponsors, <laughs> sponsors this show. That was not intentional, I swear. There we go. <laughs>